It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready get 30, ready get 20, 20, 20, ready get 20, 20, ready get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. And we're off to the Islandwood Veterinary Hospital in Newmarket, part of the Mill Street Veterinary Group, where our resident vet Jane Pickett joins me. Good afternoon to you, Jane. Good afternoon, Patricia. And I'm going to start with uh, two uh, questions in back to back and they're to do with fussy eaters. Let me start with uh, Maria, who says, I've got a young uh, cat. Uh, Now, she's just further explained he was a stray. We took him in. We've had him neutered and looked after. And she reckons he's about six months old, very much part of the family now. The problem is he will eat nothing other than bits of ham, chicken and pedigree mini adult dog nuts. I have cat nuts. I tried to outsmart him and give him a fistful of cat nuts and put in a fistful of the 
into the pedigree bag, pretending to give them from the dog nuts. I'll put the cat nuts into his tray. He'll sniff the cat nuts, look up at me as if to say, would you stop trying to fool me there? Goes to the pedigree bag, rubs his head on the bag and meows until I give him the actual dog nuts. My question is, are these dog nuts okay for him? Are the cat and dog food similar, different? Actually, surprisingly different. This is a really interesting question and I'm delighted that she's asked. Um, Cats really need an essential amino acid called taurine. Okay, it's one of the building blocks of protein. And the interesting thing is that cats can't kind of manufacture that and they're really bad at holding on to that taurine in their body. So they need a constant supply of it in their food. Now, normally commercially available cat foods are enriched with taurine. So they have extra there to make sure that, you know, we're supplying the cat with enough taurine so that it it can stay healthy. But dogs, dog food isn't. And that's because dogs are a lot better at dealing with taurine, holding on to it, absorbing it. And they don't need the extra help of it being enriched by their food. Interestingly, a lack of taurine in a diet. So feeding a cat a dog food diet can cause really, really severe heart disease. It used to be something that was really, really common in the 70s and 80s in cats before this was discovered and before all of the cat food started to be enriched with the special amino acid taurine. So what I would say is you've, you've got a difficult situation on your hands. You're doing your very best. I would have tried exactly the same tricks, trying to fool them into thinking that I was taking it out of the, out of the other bag. But what I will say is that for prolonged feeding over the course of weeks or months of dog foods. It's not that it's toxic or harmful. It's the fact that it lacks that essential amino acid. So it's not something I'd recommend long term. What I'd say, I know you're kind of feeding scraps of ham and other bits as well. That's okay in small amounts, but we really need to make sure that this little kitty cat is getting a full and complete diet and it needs to be a cat food. So what I'd suggest in this situation is If your cat is not fond of that particular brand of nuts and they really just won't eat it, it may be best to cut your losses and try a different brand. It may just be like like us as humans, you know, we have different preferences for different types of meat. So if, if for example, the, the, the kibble that you're feeding um, the cat is a beef one or a chicken one, just try try a different flavor, maybe. Um, also, it can be helpful to do a combination in cats of wet and dry food. So we always want the dry food to keep their dental health good so they have that crunching action to keep their teeth somewhat clean. But the current recommendation for little cats is that they get a mix of commercially available wet food for cats and a mix of dry and that's for their kidney health and that keeps things good um, because they need the hydration and putting the wet food in with the dry food may actually help to tempt them you can even get some that have kind of gravies on them or jelly based and to be honest they tend to to be really really flavorful and may get the cat onto another type of nut by kind of almost coating it in extra tasty stuff so really important that it's cat food that we're feeding i know it can be very challenging when they take an absolute liking to some some things like that and it's not the first cat i've come across that's very fond of dog food yeah and this the the, the smell as well from the cat food can be quite strong and that's important for cats because they would rely Mm. on smell as well wouldn't they Absolutely, yeah. absolutely they do. It may just be finding something that suits your little cat. So best of okay. luck with that. Eddie and Mahan then is at the other end of the scale with an older cat, 20-year-old cat. God, Eddie, you've done really well uh, to keep a cat alive for 20 years. Uh, it's wet food the cat eats in the morning. But now, and I'm assuming this is something that's only started lately. She'll eat half of it, then she goes out to do her business and then she comes back in and wants, to, wants the rest of it. But she won't eat what's left in the bowl. She's insisting on fresh food. Uh, is it what what can I do when she's in perfect uh, health? 
okay, so a 20 year old cat is really, really great going. Um, what I will say is that I'm, I'm assuming in this answer that we have a, a really otherwise well cat that all kind yeah, of- Yeah, perfectly any, any healthy. Of perfectly perfectly healthy. healthy. That's perfect. It may just be a habit thing. I suppose when we get, when the cats get to 20, that's quite old in cat years. Um, there may be an element of kind of behavioral change or senility creeping in. Um, and that's a possibility. So it may be that, you know, they go out to do their business, come back in, they're like, right, I want my snacks. But my human hasn't put new food into the bowl, so there must be no snacks there. So sometimes it may just be the act of interacting with them to feed them that they're really after. Or sometimes it might be that that's the habit that they perceive as being fed. So I suppose the first thing I'd try maybe rather than putting down as long as the food has been put out that morning and is nice and fresh and hasn't been spoiled. Maybe even just try interacting with your cat for a second when they come back in. Give them the pets, have a little chat, pick up the bowl booster around the food a little bit maybe freshen it up with a fork and then pop it down again it may be that they're craving kind of the attention and interaction that you would have as part of feeding or it may just be that that's the trigger for them to realize there's food there so i try those things first and see how um, you get it's a on. slightly unusual one <laughs> okay a listener says hi uh, jane i can't get my dog to take tablets that have been obviously prescribed by the vet uh, is it wrong to put it into butter because i can get the dog to take it in butter Oh, okay. So my heart goes out to you here, giving tablets to dogs and cats. It's really tough, but unfortunately, as part of their medical care, largely necessary. Um, So I suppose a small, tiny amount of butter for a very short period of time may be okay. And I'm talking the tiniest little nubbin of butter here. Butter would be a concern because it's extremely fatty and that can cause problems with kind of GI upsets, vomiting, diarrhea, but sometimes a lot of fat in the diet can make the pancreas, the kind of organ that produces digestive enzymes, really quite angry. So if it's literally just a tiny nubbin of and your dog doesn't normally have a history of a sensitive tummy then it may be okay for a few days but what I will say is it might be worth having a chat with your vet and let let them know you're struggling it's absolutely nothing to be ashamed of honestly I wish more more owners came and told us that they were struggling with tablets so that we could help them out with it because there's a lot of tricks that we would have up our sleeves so you know different little kind of um moldable treats that you can get for short-term medications that can sometimes hide hide that hide everything really really well work in a similar way to butter and lots of vets would have those in stock and um, but also if it comes to it your vet or vet nurse may be able to show you how to actually tablet your dog so to introduce it into their mouth in a safe way and a comfortable way for everyone to make sure it gets the medication it needs so I think although butter may be okay very short term, it does come along with a little bit of risk. Yeah. I think the safer option maybe just have a chat with your vet or a local vet nurse and let them know and they'll probably be more than eager to help you out with this and give you some solutions. Okay, hi. Question for Jane, please. Our two-year-old German shepherd dog has developed a rash. Lots of scratching going on. Now, we are planning on an appointment with the vet, but I'm just wondering what what does Jane, would Jane expect us to hear when we go to the vet? Scratching in a two year old German Shepherd with a rash with a rash there's a number of things that could be going on here and I think you've done exactly the right thing making an appointment with your vet here is is really the thing you need to do so brilliantly well done for that um I think the main thing I'd say is in advance of the appointment have a little think to yourself has your pet been anywhere unusual on any walks where it might have been in contact with different plants than usual has anything changed in the household for example have you been washing things with different fabric softener or washing powder or different disinfectants around the house things that might be a change or irritant for the skin 
it is possible it could be something environmental. So that's a really helpful thing to think about before you go into your vet. So you're kind of armed with that information if that is something you think might be the case for your pet. It's probably likely that they're going to do a few things. They'll examine the area. It may be that they might need to take some samples from the area. So they might need to take a little sample to look at under the microscope, or they may even need to do what's called a little skin scrape to look for parasites. Usually these tests are very painless, non-invasive, and, and really, really key in a lot of cases to help us get to the, the root of the diagnosis. So it's quite likely they'll discuss that with you. Look, the common things are common, <laughs> particularly with rashes uh, and itchiness. So parasites, I suppose, environmental allergens, um, they will be really top of the list but you know other things like bacterial infections are really really common or yeast overgrowth but the important thing is taking that first step bringing it to the attention of your vet and working together with them to to get a solid plan for how to figure this out and manage it so best of luck with that and well done for making the appointment okay and my 12 year old god's all the old cats today tomcat <laughs> uh starting to lose his fur eating otherwise very healthy but just starting to lose hair is a common in a 12 year old tomcat hmm not necessarily. So if we're an entire male tomcat, it is possible that we could have been in the wars. Um, so I suppose as as cats age, if they're kind of even cats, even at even at twelve. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. And I think that's that's even more common because if let's say there's a younger male in the area that might be challenging the territory, that's when the spats tend to happen. Okay. Um, so particularly if we have an older cat that may not be as sprightly as they once were, the the young guns will come on and and some fights may happen. So just I suppose look for any wounds or any oozing, any discomfort around the area where the hair loss has happened because that would be a really common cause of hair loss in cats. I suppose similar to our last our last one with the dog, common things are common for hair loss. Um. So itching and scratching is actually a really key underlying cause of hair loss. We may not always see cats at it as well because they're pre-programmed to hide any signs of weakness. So they're usually secretive scratchers and lickers. So I suppose the, the common things of parasite control, make sure that's up to date for their fleas and ticks and mites. Um, but also similarly, yeast and bacterial infections and kind of, I suppose, a, a rash that may not be super visible on the skin without an untrained eye looking at it are common causes of hair loss just because the follicles are damaged and sometimes the hair can, can get lost that way. So if it's a new thing for your pet, I'd, I'd get it checked out with the vet, if I'm honest, um, because I think particularly with our older patients and 12 is not not totally over the hill, but we are kind of classed as geriatric. We want to get ahead of these problems for these guys because they don't has, have as much kind of natural reserve as when they were in their prime. As yeah, well. and you don't want them uncomfortable. And very finally, exactly. Mary wants to know, could you ask Jane, please, should I stop feeding the birds in the garden now that we're into the start of summer? Do you feed all year? I personally feed all year. Yeah, I so know do that I. some people don't. It's somewhat contentious, but I do. And I suppose the reason I do that is so that when it comes around to winter for these guys, they're used to me filling the feeder. They're used to interacting with it so that when it comes around to the time where it's cold and they need that extra help, they know where to go. They're really familiar with That's going good. to it. That's a good advice. Listen, Jane, have a great week and we'll, ch- we'll chat next Thursday. You too. Thank Thanks you very for that. Much. That's Jane Pickett, the Islandwood Veterinary Hospital in Newmarket. She's part of the Mill Street Veterinary Group.